0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty-eight hours after issuance. See dot com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Long time no talk, Bears fans. For the first time in like well over a year, I want to welcome you guys to my show. This is T Formation Conversation. My name is Lester Wiltfong, and thanks for checking me out right here on the Windy City Gridiron podcast channel you know even though this is my first time back under my own official brand in quite some time i've been a guest in each for other fantastic shows on the channel uh several times since my last solo outing so so we've still had a chance to stay fairly acquainted here on the channel whether it's uh uh, robert schmidt's bear with me uh bill zimmerman's bears banter Uh, a couple weeks back i was a guest on bears over beers with jeff burkus and ej snyder and I've even been on Robert's other show that he co-hosts with Brandon Robertson and, and Danny Meehan, The Rule of Three Podcast. So, bottom line, make sure you guys are all subscribed to the channel so you never miss any of our awesome shows. So, where has T Formation conversation been? Well, besides just being busy, I've had a few technical difficulties. I had to, I had to hammer out on my end. Plus, like I said, those with those aforementioned shows, all absolutely kicking butt, um, there was no sense of urgency for me to get back into it myself. But, you know, this is the off-season. Things are a bit slower. Not quite as much popping off about the Bears. So I figured, eh, let's dust off the mic get after it. Also, I am intending to dive back in and record sort of regularly once the season kicks off. So I figured a test run here in June would probably be the smart thing to do. Plus, there's been a few things online. Honestly, that have just kind of been pissing me off lately. So I wanted to just kind of kind of rant a little bit here and share some thoughts about some things. So have you guys checked out some of these national publications that are doing their depth chart pro- projections for the Bears? Honestly, did they even pay attention to what's going on with the team? You know, some of these sites, and, and I'm not going to drag these guys by name, but some of these sites are just so completely out there and what they're predicting for the bears you know they're just wrong in several positions and i just cringe looking at them because this is what's going out to to fans and and they're going to think these things and you know it's like i just don't understand what some of these guys are trying to do with these projections maybe some just kind of leave them based off what happened last year they don't make any changes based on any any free agency or draft moves or or, or what's been going on with the camps but 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 honestly these are projections made by people Getting paid to do stuff like this. Professionals. Did you feel my air quotes on the term professionals? I just don't get it. But, you know, anyone that writes or talks about sports, you know, we're, we're going to get stuff wrong on occasion. It happens. But at least come into a discussion with a base knowledge of some of what you're talking about. So, so I'm going to go through my picks for how I see the depth chart lining up right now with the Bears. And I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball. So stars in the D-line. Nose tackle. Eddie Goldman. Yes, he is back. Bill Zimmerman, our guy, reported it um like a week ago. He is back. The Bears are gonna really need him back. He is such an underrated part of that defensive front. Uh, he he's big and strong enough to play some two-gap stuff. He keeps blockers off Roquan and Tervathan. you know, but he he's also got that good quick first step. He can penetrate gaps and he can really, you know, mess up what an what an, what an offense wants to do. He and he helps provide some of that that inside pressure, you know, that quarterbacks hate seeing so much. Uh, Defensive ends, you know, with Goldman back, Bilal Nichols now will slide over, play five-tech defensive end, and of course, you know, former Pro Bowler Akeem Hicks, other defensive end, again, Hicks is just a beast, provides that upfront pressure up the gut, you know, he is just, uh, you know, he really missed having Goldman there because Goldman kind of took some of that pressure off him as far as, you know, getting extra attention. But Hicks is still, you know, regardless, going to get double-teamed, gonna get triple-teamed triple at times. He is just that dude. And but it will be good to see the, the Goldman and Hicks combo back on the D-line for the Bears. As the reserves here, you know, free agent pickup Angel Blackson. You know, he's a guy that kind of isn't talked about much, but he can pretty much line up anywhere. Uh, he can back up a little bit at the nose. He's 6'4, 318. He's listed at probably a little bigger than that in real life. Um, but like I said, a little bit of nose, uh, five-tick defensive end. Kind of play up and down that line, and he'll get reps you know, pretty much anywhere. Um, and him also being on the team, if there is something that happen at nose tackle, again, he's one of the guys to kind of play a little bit of that, that inside spot, take some pressure off Nichols there, who, again, Nichols needs to stay at defensive end. Seventh-round pickup by Kyrus Tonga. Um, I see him making a team. Again, he's going to be a true backup uh, nose tackle. He's a guy that is, is, is stout, strong, powerful at the point of attack. You know, he has some, some, some technique stuff he has to work out here, but, you know, he's the guy that has the upside there to actually be a true backup to the nose to Goldman. And maybe in a few years he takes over at that spot, but, but right now Tonga, guys, he making a team. Um, and then, again, during Goldman's absence, you know, during the summer, you know, he's had a chance to kind of show these coaches that he can play that spot, which is kind of good for him with Goldman out. He kind of had a chance to show a little bit of what he has here. Mario Edwards Jr., uh, the Bears brought him back, playing some some defensive end for, for the Bears here. And, and, you know, he was really good in spurts a year ago. You know, he, he can get after the quarterback. He's solid against the run. You know, he's a former second-round pick, so he has the the, the pedigree there. And I think he may have found a home in Chicago here. Newly signed uh, Mike Pinnell uh, just a couple weeks back. The Bears signed him off of the uh, of a tryout during camp. Again, another experienced guy, kind of like Angelo Blackson, kind of play up and down that line. You know, depending on how things kind of shape up on the on the whole D line, he may not uh, pick up a, a guaranteed spot here. A lot can depend on how the Bears structure the 53-man roster. But Mike Pinnell is a guy that's got the experience, and I think he should push for a spot. Outside linebacker, you know, no-brainers. Khalil Mack, you know, uh, pro bowler stud. You know, he's just uh, can get it all done here. Then opposite him, Robert Quinn, I know at this point a lot of Bears fans that he's still on the roster. But honestly, man, with the contract he has, there's no way the Bears are going to be able to get rid of him this offseason. And you know what? As bad as as it seemed he played last year, you know, when those, when those pressure numbers came out from next-gen stats, showing he's still a top-10 uh, disruptor, surprised me a lot. But, you know, here's a guy that was playing last year. Again, the money kind of skews what we expect out of him. But he was productive to a point. He did get after the quarterback a little bit. He did create the pressures. Um, I think he had three forced fumbles on the season, which tied for the team lead. Uh, he does have to pick up the, the sack numbers a bit. But maybe that injury he had last year kind of hurt him more than we thought it did. But regardless, <laughs> Quinn's your guy opposite Mack, He'll be starting. So he, he needs to pick it up, and he needs to show that uh, that, that he can get it done here. Uh, the nice thing about this season is the Bears are going to have going to have a viable edge guy off the bench, uh, free agent pickup Jeremiah Atacho. I hope I got that right. I, I'm sure I butchered it, but that's you know par for the course here. Uh, but 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 with with Jeremiah, he's going to provide more of a pass rush. Uh, the Bears had Barkevius Mingo last year, uh, who's a good all around football player and a good special teamer. Uh, but as far as you know, pure. Pass rush off the edge uh, with 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 uh, a, a Tacho. He should do a little better than what Mingo did. So the Bears are already in a plus there. But the Bears could really benefit if second-year pro Travis Gibson can take a step up and play. This is a guy the Bears traded up for last year in a draft. I think they sent a, a future fifth to get him, which the Bears lost this last year. So here's a guy that they put some draft capital in. They counted on him to be a, a player. He didn't do much as a rookie, but here in year two, he's got a little bit of off-season buzz from the beat writers. He's had a nice camp, some nice OTAs. So you know the Bears need Travis Gibson to step up and and really you know make an impact as at least as a as a situational pass rusher this year. Uh, James Vodders, former UDFA, um, he'll be in the mix too for a roster spot. But but I, honestly, it's in the Bears' best interest if Gibson can take those reps that went to Vaughters last year and claim them for himself because the upside is just not there with Vaughters. It's there with Gibson. It's not there with Vaughters. Vaughters kind of is what he is. You know, we'll see what happens here at, at, at the backup spot at, at outside backer. But, you know, I do want to mention one more guy, though. I think under after Fred and Charles Snowden, he'd be a great story if he could make the roster. But honestly, uh, he's raw as a pass rusher. Uh, he needs some more power to anchor at the edge against the run. I see somehow, some way, a redshirt year for him whether that's uh, something happens where he ends up on IR, and they kind of cut him and kind of sneak him back through the practice squad. But I just don't see a, a, a viable spot for Snowden on the, on the 53-man roster unless he really has a big uh, training camp. Inside linebacker, no-brainers, uh, Roquan Smith, Janet Trevathan. And, and honestly, I'm not down on, on Danny, as some guys are. Yes, he started very slow in 2020, but, but I kind of chalked it up to him uh, being a veteran. Not having a real off season because of, um, of the whole COVID situation, I think kind of caught a lot of guys off guard, and I think he seemed to play faster as the year wound on. Um, he looked a step slow early, but uh, but you know if you watch his his film, he wasn't being taken off the field as much late early on in the year when the bears realized man this guy is he's not you know he's not doing it you know they pulled him and they went some some dime and some big nickel because they didn't want him on the field in passing situations but as the year went on he kind of earned those reps back and he was playing quite a bit as the year went on again you know he he needed the 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 conditioning of what a, a real offseason and some preseason games probably would have given him so here's a guy that i think you know coming into this year he kind of understood what he had to do to get ready i think he probably prepared uh for a altered off season and i think going into what's what's going to be a a normal training camp and and uh, at least three preseason games i think he's looking forward to uh you know getting himself ready and playing at at a, at a decently high level at least what he's we've seen the last few years because you know, the Bears made the decision a couple of years back. They picked him over Kwiatkowski, and initially it looked rough, but I think uh, Trevathan's a guy that kind of can can show that he has that veteran uh, leadership. He can kind of show that veteran savvy, and he should have a nice year if he can stay healthy this year for the Bears. Over to Roquan, again, stud. You know, he's going to be the Bears' leader on defense this year. You know, he, he's ready. You know, he's saying all the right things. Uh, he's showing, you know, with his actions that he's ready to start um, this year and, and, and go on a run to be a perennial pro bowler. He's just, you know, the stuff he's done early on in, in his Bears career has been pretty remarkable from that position in uh, this day and age. You know, he's a, a definitely a three-down player. You know, he can do everything for the Bears, um, including he's a pretty good blitzer and the pass rush. So, you know, I'm excited to see what happens with, with Roquan in 2021. But the depth at inside linebacker is a little... Um... What's the best way to put it? Uh, it makes me a little nervous, to be honest with you, because you know, they're very unproven behind th- those two guys, which is why they went out and got Christian Jones, uh, former Bear, uh, former Lion. You know, But when you look at his game, he's more of a tweener to me, uh, kind of play a little bit inside, a little bit outside. Um, I think, you know, the Bears, what they really, really need here in 2021 is for the athletic uh, Joel E.A. Bunyewe to step up and, and finally earn some reps on defense. You know, Iggy has has a fourth-round draft pick. You know, it was what he was here a couple years back, and, and he's never really earned any reps on defense. He's always been a core special teamer, and he's really good at that. You know, but honestly, as, as a former fourth-round pick in, in a situation where the Bears are really, you know, has questionable depth – he needs to step up. If he can kind of show, you know, what the Bears thought he was going to be coming out of college, if he can kind of show that he deserves those reps, I think it really helps the defense here. Because again, you know, Trevathan, you know, in his thirties now, the odds of him and Roquan playing full seventeen game season are kind of slim. They need someone to step up, and hopefully, it's Ike. Josh Woods, former UDFA, could be in the mix, too, along with free agent Austin Caletro. He's more of a special teams guy, too, but, you know, he's got some experience starting. But, honestly, those two guys, you know, they'll be pushing for maybe a fourth reserve spot, maybe a fifth reserve spot. But, honestly, they may not even have a chance to make the roster this year. Safety, man, it seems like Tayshaun Gibson's, again, the best bet to start next to Eddie Jackson. Uh, I think Gibson... You know, maybe maybe a better fit for what new defense coordinator Sean Desai wants to do uh, with Gibson. He's a crafty veteran. Um, I think he'll thrive with more of the disguised coverages the Bears are going to go back to this year. Um, Eddie Jackson is another guy's going to do that. He should thrive this year, going back to more of the Vic Fangio style of defense. And, and I think with Eddie Jackson, you know, he hasn't had quite the turnovers he has. And I think again, a lot of it is how he was used under Chuck Pagano. I think you know letting letting the Bears kind of come up and show that that cover two look most of the time. You know, which is, again, it's it's all disguising the stuff over there. You know, it's, it's, it's the Fangio-style defense really taking the, the NFL by storm here. A lot of teams are running it now. But, you know, Sean Desai, you know, he's schooled in it. You know, he knows it pretty good. He's with was with Fangio, you know, going way back. He's seen a lot of different defenses in his time. You know, I'm excited to see what, what Sean Desai can do. And, again, I think it's going to help this defense, you know, take a, a step up in 2021. But behind those two, it's again, it's kind of like inside backer. It's kind of, uh, you know, really unproven there. Um, you know, got veterans Deion Bush, DeAndre Houston Carson. Those two guys probably going to have the edge to, to back up at that spot, but neither one of those have really shown an ability to play much on defense. Uh, Jordan Lucas, who opted out last year uh, for COVID, should be hungry for a role, but he's another guy that's more of a special teamer during his time. But among those three, man, someone's got to step up. You know, they got to show that they earn you know, to earn some time on defense. You know, we've seen the Bears last year play a little bit of uh, a safety when they go to dime. Some big nickel on occasion. You know, we may see more of that this year for the Bears. It's kind of what a league kind of trending that way. So maybe one of those three guys can show worthy of getting some of those defensive reps. You know, Marky Christian's a guy uh, kind of bounced around from the practice squad to the active roster last year. You know, he does have some experience in the league with the Rams. You know, maybe, you know, uh, more of a normal uh, preseason, more of a normal offseason, kind of he'll have a chance to kind of show that he can be more than a practice squad guy. So we'll see. I mean, actually, when you look at the overall defensive reps throughout the NFL, Marky Christian has more than the other, two, other guys that I mentioned. So, you know, maybe, maybe again, maybe he's a guy that can kind of thrive. He can show something in Sean Desai's defense. You know, it should be an interesting uh, training camp battle at, at the backup safety spot. Finally, at cornerback, Jalen Johnson is really the only lock among the entire group as far as the starters go. You know, opposite him, it probably looks like it's going to be veteran pickup uh, Desmond Trufant. But you know, come on, uh, Trufant—he's he's 30 years old. Uh, he's had some injury issues in the past. Um, yes, he wasn't uh, used the best uh, way uh, when he played with the Lions—that scheme that didn't fit his talents. He may, you know, he, again another guy that may thrive in, in this system. You know, but but I think. For the Bears' long-term um, outlook, the best thing for the Bears would be if a guy like Kendall Vildor can kind of come in and beat Truffan out for the outside corner job. Yeah, he's he's a little a little shorter than than you'd like for that outside guy, uh, but he's rangy. He has long arms. He has good quickness. Uh, he's physical. I think with a guy like Kendall Vildor, he can kind of prove that he can he can earn that job. I think, again, best thing for the Bears long-term if these young draft picks can step up and show they belong here. He had a nice OTA, some nice mini camp moments. So if he could build on that in training camp, maybe he pushes Trafant uh, either off the roster or to the bench. And But but even if Vilder can't win the other boundary job, I think he has a good chance to start at the nickel spot. Besides uh, Vilder and nickel, uh, the Bears are going to have Duke Shelley, uh, rookie Thomas Graham, Maybe veteran Artie Burns, who missed last year with an injury, uh, is in the mix, former first-round draft pick. Uh, but honestly, based on you know the little bit they've done in OTAs and minicamp, Kendall Vildora is the guy with the most buzz right now. Another guy in the mix, outside corner. I'm, I'm excited to see what his former CFL or uh, Trey, Trey Roberson could do at camp this year. The Bears were really high on him uh, last offseason when they signed him out of the CFL, uh, but he got an injury while working out. He ended up being on IR the entire season. But he has been back and healthy for a while now. You know, so Roberson maybe can push something further. Again, he's a guy that, again, he's definitely an outside guy. uh, 6'2", 200 pounds. Pretty good athlete. We're talking about Sean Desai's defense. Maybe he's a guy that kind of fits it and does what they want to do. And um, we'll see. Special teams, you know, we need to spend more than a few seconds on this. Uh, Patrick Scales uh, snapping to Patrick O'Donnell. uh, Cairo Santos, those are your three specialists. Book it. Those are the guys. Uh, so, so this actually feels like an appropriate spot for me to squeeze in a commercial. So check out this quick uh, message and meet me back here in like a minute. Welcome back to t Formation Conversation on the Windy City Gridiron Podcast channel. I am still Lester Wolfong and I'm still talking 2021 20, depth chart for the Bears. And we're going to move on to the offensive side of the ball now. So let's just get quarterback out of the way because this one is not as controversial as some fans want it to be you may not like it but any Dalton's QB1 he's going to stay there until the rookie Justin Fields shows he's ready but when will that be honestly at this point everyone in the entire organization is is thinking the same thing but but they're going to know it you know they'll know it head coach Matt Nagy will know it the players will know it so even if Dalton's playing great once fields is ready he's the future he's the man he'll get, he'll, he'll get the gig he'll be QB1 you know once he shows it QB3 Nick Foles, as long as he's still a Bear, there's some talk that he may be traded to the Jets. You know, we'll see. Uh, He was rumored to be on the the block to the Eagles over the offseason. He kind of, you know, called Philly and said, nah, I don't want to do that. So, you know, even though he doesn't have a no-trade clause as a veteran with his stature in the league, with the money he's made, he can kind of, you know, decide to say, nah, put a Knicks on that. You know, if he really doesn't want to go to New York... You know, he can just decide to to, to walk away or, or threaten to walk away. And at that point, the Bears either, you know, call him on his bluff or just do it anyway. So we'll see what happens with the, with Nick Foles here. Running back, the Bears have made some serious upgrades over what they had in that room from last year. Uh, David Montgomery is still the clear-cut starter, you know, but but free agent Damian Williams, who opted out last year, uh, former chief, he's a solid do-it-all number two. Uh, he can do all the things that Montgomery does. He can kind of split out. Uh, he can kind of play a little bit of the, uh, the that flex role where he can kind of line up anywhere in the offense, and and then of course you got a returning Tariq Cohen. You know he's going to get you know those kind of gimmicky reps as well. But but honestly, man, with with Cohen, he's best when he's playing tailback. You know I I don't want to see him playing receiver full time. That's just not his game. I mean, if if he if that, that's what the Bears decide with him, and if that's what they decide to do, they pull him from running back and make him a receiver, let him really work on his his craft and his routes and his release, because that's what he doesn't have right now. He, he's good when he's beating and, and going against linebackers from the backfield, but honestly, he doesn't have the experience as a receiver to beat guys off the line, to beat defensive backs and, and, and nickels off the line. I want to see him playing tailback. Going to receiver on occasion, you know, but he's a guy that they should move all around the offense. And if you play him in some two back sets with Montgomery with Williams, I think that's the best thing for him. And once he shows he's fully recovered from that injury, which you know he's they're going to bring him along slowly, but he's a mismatch working on linebackers all day. Cohen should have a nice big year here if he's healthy and he's back 100%. Rookie Killer Herbert has some nice outside zone speed, um, and and I think he'll be on the roster because the one thing Herbert does for you. You know, if he's not going to get reps at tailback, and and right now he looks like he's going to be fourth in the depth chart, he can play some special teams for you, which is something he did in in college at at, at Tech. So, you know, he can return kicks, he can kind of play as a gunner, and kind of go down there and cover kicks. You know, I think he's a guy that can kind of get in and work him in as the year goes on. But but I like the upside from Herbert here, which kind of leaves a couple guys fighting for a, a, a fifth spot if the Bears carry five uh, former Oregon teammates: Ryan Nall, Octavius Pierce. You know, I think uh, this could be the year that that Ryan Nall dream dies in Chicago. He may end up on a practice squad, but I just think with what the Bears did to upgrade the position here, I think a guy like Nall and a guy like Pierce are going to be out the door. At wide receiver, the Bears are going to have a really fun battle behind their starters. Uh, Allen Robinson, clear-cut number one know. Mooney had a great rookie season. These guys are good compliments to what each other does with Robinson's uh, precise route running. He's kind of the hands guy, go over the middle guy. You know, He can kind of do it all for you. And Mooney's just got that electric speed. Um, it should be an exciting season with these guys here playing. And I think a lot of national analysts are kind of sleeping on Mooney and where he's going here in, in year two because he was really good last year and he didn't get a lot of help from his quarterbacks. Anthony Miller, he's still on the roster, and I think he's still still going to be your first receiver off the bench when the Bears go to their, their three wide sets. And, and and again, we talk a lot about Dalton and Fields uh, being the two best quarterbacks that A-Rob has ever played with, uh, but I think better quarterback play could be what Miller needs too to unlock his potential. He's He kind of got the, the rep as kind of being a freelance guy. I'm not sure how much that is true and how much that's just speculation from the fans and media. Um, but Miller, for whatever reason, is also the guy that has been kind of called out by the coaching staff in the last year with certain th- instances. So, you know, he, he's working hard in the offseason. You know, he's talked about it on Twitter that just cause he's not posting videos, you know, he's still busting his butt behind the scenes. And and Miller knows. I mean, he, he's kind of heard the chatter. He knows he was on the trade block, whether that's the Bears actually telling him or whether he just sees the reports. Uh, but he knows it's out there. And at least twice, you know, this offseason, you know, rumors popped up from from big national guys saying that Bears were shopping Miller and nothing got done. So, and hopefully this is a guy that, that takes that as motivation and comes in because, man, the talent's there. He, he was fantastic at Memphis. So if he can kind of step in and really solidify that number three role, you know, that could really big for this offense. You know, the Bears did also sign two speedy free agent uh, wideouts in Demir Bird and Marquise Goodwin. You know, Goodwin has created some buzz this offseason for whatever reason. But honestly, it's the 28-year-old Bird who's coming off a career-best 47 catches, uh, 604 yards. And he did that playing with a a really suspect Patriots offense last year. So I think of these two guys, I think if one has more upside than the other, it's probably Bird. But like I said, Goodwin, you know, he has the buzz from camp. So we'll see what happens with these two guys. Um, I I think both kind of make the roster, but I think uh, Bird could be a guy that make a bigger impact in this offense right now. Rookie six-round pick Daz Newsome out of North Carolina. He's hurt right now, but all indications are he's going to be ready for camp. So so, so check it out. If the Bears keep their draft pick Daz around, he'll be number six receiver. So where does that leave the returning Javon Wims and Riley Ridley? I mean, there'll be some good competition at the bottom of the of the receiver depth chart. And if that last guy is honestly someone that the Bears count on to play third phase, then maybe Wims uh, has a chance to, to kind of knock Ridley. And Daz or even Goodwin off the roster. We'll see what happens here. But it should be a good battle in the bottom of the depth chart, guys. And, again, you know, don't count on a trade. I mean, Miller, again, he was in the block a couple times. Maybe something happened. Maybe he has a couple – creates a little bit of buzz in preseason. Maybe someone has an injury and they need a receiver. And now the Bears are, as weird as it sounds, they're dealing from a position of strength. Because they're pretty confident in their one of the two. They kind of like some of the two guys they got in free agency. They picked up a guy in Daz Newsome as a rookie. So maybe they feel they're able to deal a guy like Miller. Because they have some guys coming up ready to take that job. Tight end's another spot where just a no-brainer at the top of the depth chart. Uh, you got Cole Komet, who's the clear-cut Y tight end. Jimmy Graham, the obvious U tight end. But besides these two, I think J.P. Holtz has a good chance to make it as the backup Y uh, partly because he can also play a little bit, a little bit of H back stuff. If Bears do ever want to go with any fullbacks, uh, plus he's been a guy that's been a core special teamer through the last couple of years for the Bears. If the Bears keep four tight ends, which is what they've done in the past, there's three more tight ends in the roster are going to be fighting for a spot. Jake Butt, Jesper Horstead are probably the two that has the the best chance there to be the number four tight end. So, so here's the thing: if Comette is able to move over and play a little bit of U the move tight end, the Joker tight end, you know, then maybe that pushes a guy like Jesper Horse into the practice squad because Jesper's not playing the Y. He's not an inline blocker. Uh, Jake Butt, he has more experience as a blocking guy. You can kind of spell that role a little bit there. So, again, we'll kind of see what the Bears have in store with Cole Komet. You know, when they picked him, they drafted him. They talked about he can play both. He, he seems to project more to an inline guy because he has the size and the strength. Um, and, and that's kind of how the Bears use him as a rookie. But but this dude's a, an, an, uh, a pretty good athlete as well. So maybe he can kind of get those reps. If that's the case, kind of keep an eye on how Jake Butt, Jess Porosick kind of plays out as the reserve tight end spot. And now over to the offensive line. This is the spot that most of those depth chart projections are getting wrong. Uh, rookie Tevin Jenkins, uh, second-round draft pick, he's starting a left tackle. I know the Bears have kind of flirted uh, with bringing in Moses Uh, they talked the rumor came up that he was coming in to play the left side Uh, you know I don't know I don't I don't buy that too much um, because Kevin Jenkins you don't you don't move up and get him in the draft to keep him on the bench you know you don't cut Charles Leno to just sign some other guy to put Jenkins back on the bench Uh, Jenkins is the guy he's the left tackle he didn't have growing pains, so be ready for that. Cause you know, he hasn't played that position, you know, in a season in, in a while now. He's done a lot of practice reps there. That's where he's been working at constantly, you know, since his, his college career ended. But Jenkins will be the guy at left tackle. Right tackle, Jermaine Defetti, he's plugged in. You know, some of these projections think that Effetti is still a guard uh, with free agent Elijah Wilkinson gonna get that right tackle spot. But but come on, just, just follow the money. Elijah signed a, a one year vet minimum deal. Um, with with he's getting over four four million, and the Bears gave him a couple void years in his deal because they wanted to make sure they got him locked up here on a nice contract. You know, Jermaine Afeddie starting unless something you know drastic happens you know in training camp. You know, Wilkinson and fifth rounder uh, Larry Borum. You know, they'll both be in a mix to back up a tackle. Second year pro LaShavia Simmons. Uh, he's hoping to show a little bit as well. Um, you know, Simmons I, I, from what I hear has been getting some left tackle reps this offseason which is good for him. The, the former seventh round pick needs to show kind of, you know, what he has. He was kind of up from practice squad to regular uh, uh, active roster last year a little bit. He also got a COVID thing, kind of we kind of put him on the shelf a little bit. So he's a guy that bears, they thought enough in him to get him some some active roster reps last year. He didn't get any games, but he's a guy that small school guy, pretty good athlete, you know, they think enough of him to get him some left tackle time. So maybe he surprises, but he's, again, the way the Bears have upgraded this year with Larry Borum, uh, with Wilkinson, Simmons They get kind of pushed to the back-to-the-practice squad. On the interior of that O-line, you know, Sam Mustfer, uh, former Notre Dame UDFA, he is pegged in his center right now. Uh, with Cody White here and James Daniels at the guard spots. You know, Nagy talked about this specific threesome as a starters a few, couple times this offseason. Um, but, but I'm guessing the depth chart projectors didn't get the memo because they don't have that threesome in their projections. You know, Mustafor has been running with the ones, and he's going to have every chance this entire offseason and all through training camp and all through preseason, you know, to keep that job. The Bears like him there. Uh, they like his leadership. You know, he talked about how he's worked on his strength in the offseason. He had a little bit of muscle, a little bit of size. So if Mustafor can lock that center spot down, that's going to be huge for this team moving forward. Cody White here had had a really good year last year. He finished up at guard strong. James Daniels had a great early start to the season uh, before he got hurt. Was playing really good, you know. So this threesome, man, if they can gel and really, you know, you know, come together, you know, it could be a strength of this team. Interior backups should be also a fun battle to watch all through camp. A guy like Wilkinson, you know, does have some guard experience uh, during his career. So so maybe Wilkinson's a guy that is first lineman off the bench, regardless whether it's tackle or guard. You know, the Bears attacked him pretty early in free agency. He didn't get big money. Like I said, he, he kind of had a vet minimum deal. You know, but he was one of their earlier signings. So maybe they trust him as kind of that that first guy off the bench. And I got to tell you, as long as it's not Rashad Coward, the Bears have already made a big upgrade right there because they got that guy's in, in Pittsburgh now. Wilkinson is a much better player than Coward was. So if he's going to be your first guy off the bench, whether tackle, swing, tackle, or guard, it's a plus for the Bears. You know, like his Notre Dame teammate, uh, Sam Musfer, you know, another UDFA, former UDFA Alex Bars. You know, he's looking to add some strength this offseason and lock down a spot. And here's a guy where, you know, he played center, he's played tackle, he's played guard. You know, so his versatility, you know, that could land him a spot with with the Bears this year. You know, his ability to play up and down the line should really play well with what what they want to do as a reserve. It kind of really can can show the, the coaching staff that he's a guy they can trust. You know he wasn't the best at center last year, but the fact that he was able to do it in a pinch and just not get you know destroyed on a play in a playoff basis, he had his moments. You know, but but a guy like Alex Barrs, you know, I just like the, the the work ethic. I like you know what he's putting in. You know, putting in the time and and again Nagy mentioned him a little bit at tackle, so you know the Bears may trust him to kind of play a few spots, and he could be one of the guys that uh, the Bears count on in in a reserve role this season. Arlington Hambright, he played a little bit last year for the Bears on the active roster. And here's a guy who played actually left tackle at Oklahoma State a few years ago with uh, Tevin Jenkins was the right tackle there uh, before he ended up transferring to Colorado to finish his college career. So, so so, Arlington Hambright's a guy that has a good chance to win a backup guard spot. 2020 UDFA Dieter Iceland. Uh, he's a guy that has uh, worked a little bit of center last year to kind of go along with his guard stuff. So if he can kind of show that center guard combo, he may be a guy that kind of sneaks in in one of those last O-line spots. You know, it's funny because this group's suddenly deep with the draft picks they've got this year, uh, the, the guys coming back that are injured from, from a year ago. So the practice squad could get some legit prospects on it this year, depending on how the Bears, you know, play with, with the O-line here. Because you, you got Jenkins, you got a Fetty, you got Borum, you got Wilkinson at tackle, uh, you got Mustafer, you got Daniels, you got Whitehair, probably Bars on the interior. So that's a solid eight guys uh that leaves last year's seventh round picks uh hambright and simmons both trying to battle to be a a ninth lineman on the roster depending on how things go that's a pretty good group on the active roster and it's some solid depth here building on your practice squad for for emergency purposes if there's one thing that gm ryan pace has done with the roster this offseason, is it's he's really built up plenty of competition uh competition at o-line a uh, running back, wide receiver, linebacker, defensive line, uh, a cornerback, obviously. You know, there's going to be a bunch of guys really fighting for a job, which didn't make training camp. And the preseason, the three preseason games, you know, really exciting this season. You know, among all the guys I talked about, I'm sure I failed to mention some of your guys' favorites. But if I didn't mention them, then honestly, I don't see him a- actually pushing for a spot in a 53-man roster. You know, you, right now the Bears have 90 guys in the offseason. 53 is going to make it. 16 going to the practice squad. So that's 21 guys, current Bears, pursuing other options in a couple months. So, But the guys I mentioned, that's where I see most of the, the competition happening. But we'll see. Again, it's, it should be a fun training camp. Training camp's open this year. Uh, I know I'm going to try and get tickets. So I, hope, I hope to see a few of you guys out there. Um, I know all of our staffers, most of them are going to try and get those tickets as well. It'll be a lottery system, so make sure you get your, your name in there and, uh, and try and get your spot at Hallis Hall for that. And with that, guys, uh, that's a wrap. So if you hung out this long, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the channel wherever you're currently listening so you never miss any of our other great shows. Follow me on Twitter at WiltfongJR. Be sure to follow the entire Windy City Gridiron team collectively on Twitter at Gridiron, and we're also on Facebook as well if you do that thing. So until next time, bear down, my friends